teachings of thy word giveth light, it giveth understanding unto the simple. Welcome to the Bishop Francis podcast. Bishop Francis is the pastor of the Catch the Anointing Center, Lily of the Valley Cathedral, Teshin, Laskana. May you experience a supernatural encounter and be anointed as you listen to transformative preaching, insightful revelations, and down-to-earth teaching by the servant of the Lord, Bishop Francis Philip Asamoah. This message will revive, restore, and refresh as you receive God's word through Bishop Francis. Please do not forget to subscribe to his podcast channel to receive new messages. God bless you and enjoy the message. Beautiful. Are you ready for what we have for today? We are still talking about the presence of the Lord. How many felt the presence of the Lord as you were prophesying? Give me a wave. If you didn't feel anything, you can put your hand. But those who felt that the presence of God was here. Beautiful. Somebody said it was so strong. And then uh, we learned about the three elements of the presence of God last week. We learned about the aura. And then we learned about what? The voice. And we learned about the gifts. Hallelujah. How many experienced the presence of God at home? When you were last within the week, I've seen a hand here. I see another hand there. I see one hand here. Some of my pastors here, Mr. Buckle here, and all these others. Beautiful. Clap for Jesus. So, you begin to see that when we say the presence of God, it's not a fairy tale, but it's a real, it's a real thing that we are talking about. All right? Beautiful. So, we want to continue our journey today. Amen. Beautiful. How many have known that it is nice to prophesy? Yes. Look, you are the latest prophet in town, okay? Yeah. I'm going to lead you to prophesy till the end of the year. Yeah. Some of you are going to prophesy before you realize when you are coming, you'll be in your prophetic car. You come and park your prophetic car. The presence of God is the Holy Spirit with us. Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse number 17. Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse number 17. The Bible says, I, I think we should read it together. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17. I want us to read it together. Hey, is somebody there? Your machine is on strike. Beautiful. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, today pay attention. Your life is changing. Hey. All right. All right. They are working on it. So, let me read it. When it comes, we all read it together. It says, The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee. Is mighty. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. All right. Can we read it together? Ready? Go. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. No, I don't think you got it. Read it again. 
Read it again. This is how God feels about you. One more time. Read it. One, go. Hallelujah. In the New Testament, the Bible will say, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. That's how it will be put in the New Testament. Hallelujah. So you realize that in the Old Testament, the Lord in the midst of thee is mighty. In the New Testament, he is still greater than anyone that is, what, outside of you. Hallelujah. And when you read on, you see that God, God loves us all. You see, sometimes I can imagine a girl when you say, oh, oh God, somebody to marry me, your will be done. I say, hey, if I say that God will bring me, uh, what, a guy in pink, pink trousers, green shirt, and blue socks. Eh. You, you, think, you think God is not creative. Did you see how God has designed the flowers? Even you girls, see how God has designed your calves. And, and you think that God cannot give you a nice brother. Uh, Rachel, what do you think? Okay. Uh, uh, because she has a nice brother, that's why. She has a nice brother. Amen. One nice pastor brother like that. Or your handsome brother. God knows how to give good things to his children. Are you there? He said, he will save. God will save you. I said, God will save you. God will save you. Whatever you are going through, God will save you. I said, God will save you. Hey, God will save you. God has not forgotten about you. I said, God will save you. He will make sure that it's well with you. In the name of Jesus. He will save you. He will rejoice over thee with joy. You see, one day God told Satan. He told Satan that, have you considered my servant Job? So oh, this guy, he's serving you for the benefits. Then God said, Really? We shall see. Go ahead. Do your best. He said, do your best. But at the end of the day, Job came out victorious. I said, Job came out what? You see, God likes a good competition. So have you considered my servant Job? He's upright before me. He said, oh, it's just, you know what? Go ahead. I'm sure God is rejoicing over Job. Oh, Charlie Job. Obomodin. Obomodin. Wow. Hey. God is waiting for the day he can say, Obomodin. Wow. He's waiting for you. He's not waiting to give you lashes. Now you've got to do it again. Eh? Come for some six. Come for six. You see, if you're a teacher, you are confessing. Come for, you will give you six. Give him six. Give him 12. We will know such things. God is not waiting to give you six or twelve. 
He's waiting for you to be victorious. I said he's waiting for you to be victorious. God is waiting for you to be victorious. Somebody clap for Jesus. Amen. He said he will rest in his love. Now I'm sure you, you are his love. When, when, when God sees you, he's at rest. This is different from the mind we have about God. This is different from the... We, we can't see... You see, it's almost till he has killed me, there will be no rest. God will not rest till I'm dead. God will not rest till he sees me suffering. God will not rest till he sees that my arm is broken. God will not rest till he sees that my husband has left me. God, you see, that's the mind that we have about God. But no, that's not God. He said, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will save your marriage. He will save your business. There are many of you sitting here today. You thought your business would collapse because of this COVID thing. But you are still around. But you are still around. Your business is still around. You heard of people who had folded up and your heart was beating. But somehow your business did not fold up. Is that not the Lord saving you? I said, is that not the Lord saving you? Is that not the Lord saving you? That is his word. He will save. When your blood pressure was, what, uh, what, 180 over 130. And the nurse said, hey, and you are still here. The other man, you see the man they are carrying out, his own didn't reach your own, he's dead. But even though yours was higher, some way, somehow, God saved you. I said, God saved you. That is what it means. That means that his promise is true. He said he will save. And he has saved you. Should have been dead. Should have been gone. But you are still around. COVID, COVID, COVID. The manager has died. CEO has died. This one has died. Even some pastors have died. But you are still here. Because he has saved you. Somebody lift up your hand and say, Lord, the Lord has saved me. The Lord has saved me. Oh, he will rest in his love. God is very happy to come in. Wow. My priest. Charlie. Ah. Wow, my priest. That, that's what God wants to do. And that, Yes, yes. That's why we are learning about his presence. We, we, we are learning how to live with God in the midst of us. Oh yes. We are learning how to live when God is around us. God wants to be around us. That's why we are learning about the anointing and the presence. So that, you, you see, we have a song in Twitter that we sing. Why do you think we sing songs like that? Do you think it's a joke? Do you think it's just a song? No. It's actually in front of us, behind us, on our left and right. That's how God wants to be with you. Some of you, when you are writing an exam, the Lord wants to give you a word of knowledge. Hey, this one, use this one to answer that one. 
Yeah, just like when I'm preaching and I say, thank you, Holy Spirit. Use this example. Say that one here. Do that one here. The Lord is about to do the same thing for you. I said, the Lord is about to do the same thing for you. Sometimes you are doing your business. The Holy Spirit will tell you, this one, reduce the price. Reduce the price for this person. Because God is about to change your life. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Are you here with me? And when you reduce it, you see that then it leads to a blessing. Are you here with me? Wow, my time is up. We've used all the time to prophesy. He will joy over thee with singing. Can you imagine God singing because of you? Huh? God is singing because of you. Huh? Oh, what a nice prophet I have. Huh? My dear prophet, precious to me, your efforts are felt by me. I am so happy. So happy. Can you imagine the, God, the Lord singing because of you? But that's what he wants to do. Some people, as I'm preaching, they're a bit confused because they can't relate this to the, But that's who the Lord is. I said, that's who the Lord is. That's who the Lord is. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit maintains three important relationships with believers. Amen. So, what, what, what we are trying to explain is, what does it mean for the Lord our God to be in the midst of us? And this comes from these three important relationships. Are you there with me? Number one, the Holy Spirit upon us. Amen. The Holy Spirit upon us. The Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit with us. Are you here with me? So the first one is what? The Holy Spirit upon us. May the Holy Spirit be upon you. I said, may the Holy Spirit be upon you. May the Holy Spirit be upon you. Then the Holy Spirit in you. The Holy Spirit in us. And then the Holy Spirit with us. The Holy Spirit with us. Are you here with me? Amen. Are you there with me? All these three relationships are so relevant and so important for us. There are some important definitions that must be clarified before we continue with this study. What we normally call the anointing is the Holy Spirit upon us. So when we say that somebody is anointed, what we mean is that the Holy Spirit is upon the person. Okay? May the Holy Spirit be upon you. Because when the Holy Spirit is upon you, demons cannot flourish where you are. God, the Holy Spirit is where? Upon you. Are you here with me? Yeah, demons can't flourish where you are. At all. That is why it is those who are anointed who cast out demons. So if you also receive an anointing, what will happen? Yeah. Demons cannot stay where you are. You see, when you are anointed, even when you say, hey, a demon will run away. Even before you can add in the name of Jesus, a demon can run away. 
May you be anointed. Receive the anointing. What we call the Holy Spirit baptism is actually the Spirit in us. So when we say that you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, it means that the Holy Spirit is where? In you. Hallelujah. May the Holy Spirit be in you. May the Holy Spirit be in you. Hallelujah. Now, each of these relationships of the Holy Spirit with us is unique and produces special and wonderful results in our lives. Hallelujah. So, let's go to the first one. The Holy Spirit upon us is what we call the anointing. Now, in Luke 18, Luke 4, 18, sorry. Luke 4, 18. We are learning about the Holy Spirit upon us. What does it say? It says, can we read it together? Ready, go. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he have anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He have sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are abused. Verse 19. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So how did Jesus know that the Spirit of God is upon him? Because he started preaching. He started healing. That's how you know. When the Spirit of God is upon you, he anoints you to do certain things. Hallelujah. So the anointing is also the Spirit upon you. Some of you will say, ah, well, the Spirit is for what? Pastors. They need the anointing. Because they are going to heal the sick. They are going to cast out demons. They are going to pray for us. But no, no. Go to Psalm 23. Psalm 23, quickly. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Verse 2. Quickly, quickly. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Receive all these blessings as I'm reading them. Receive all these blessings as I'm reading them. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. You see, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. So even though he's walking through the valley of the shadow of death, the Lord is still with him. And may the Lord be with you. You know, let, let me explain this a bit before I go on. You see that sometimes you can look at your life and then you can see that in, in my language, baby, I breathe here. I don't think anything will change. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let's say you are a lady and you are 71 and nobody has proposed to you. Are you not likely to say, baby, I breathe here? Is that not what you will say? That, that is what it means to walk in the valley of the shadow of death. It, it's like there's no hope. Amen. There is no what? I want to tell you there's hope for you. I said I want to tell you there's hope for you. 
Baby, I went through, no, it's not over. I said, it's not over. It's not over at all. Are you there with me? Yeah. He said, I will fear no evil. In other words, I know that God has a, some way, somehow, is not going to end the way I'm seeing it. Then what? For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Verse 5. Thou prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. That's what I want you to see. Now, the anointing on your head represents the spirit upon. The anointing on your head represents the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit on your life. May the Lord anoint your head. I said, may the Lord anoint your head in the name of Jesus. So you see that this man is saying that the Lord anoints my head with what? Oil. Then he says what? My cup runneth over. Not only will God anoint your head with oil, but you are going to overflow. Receive an overflowing. An overflowing in your life. Receive an overflowing in your life. In the name of Jesus. Are you there? Can I still preach to you? So the anointing is not just for ministers. It's not just for bishops, pastors, prophets, evangelists and all that. It's for Christians. Ask your neighbor, are you born again? Turn to your neighbor, ask your neighbor, are you born again? Ask your neighbor, are you born again? Ah, if you are born again, tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, if you are born again, then this anointing is for you. Hallelujah. Are you there? Jesus said he was anointed because the spirit of the Lord was upon him. When the spirit of the Lord is upon you, you are anointed. When you are anointed as Jesus described, you are empowered to work for God. Hallelujah. Number two. Let me even read this. In the Old Testament, only the prophets and the kings and priests were anointed and empowered to do the work of God. However, in the New Testament, more people are anointed and giving gifts to enable them to work. Pastors, evangelists, prophets, singers, and helpers are all giving gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when you see the psalmist leading what? Everybody wave your hand. Da, 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 da. Eh? Show me your koto. This is my You see, it's an anointing. <laughs> it's an anointing. When you see another person singing what? I have been a Christian for so many years. That one also is an anointing. Hey. Some of you, somebody came to wake you up, asked you to bath, put you on a bus and brought you. That is also an anointing. Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then what the bishop is also doing is also an anointing. So there are different anointings that God... 
How many remember Mama Soft? You organized us to do prophets, honor, and then all these things. It's also an anointing. If you are not anointed, you can't do that work. Yes. If you like, next time, let's put you in charge. And, and let's see what will happen. You'll be frustrated. Reverend Ampa, would you like to be in charge of that? Uh, uh, okay. He said, he said he cannot do it. Amen. Mama, so you can come and do also what I'm doing. Uh -huh. So everybody has his anointing. And you too receive your anointing. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. God doesn't hate you. Don't let the devil deceive you. Are you there? The Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit in us is what we call the Holy Spirit baptism. We say this because when Jesus promised that we would be baptized with the Holy Spirit, he said that the Holy Spirit was already with us, but would be in us. In um, John 14, 16 and 17, the Bible says, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Receive the comfort of the Holy Spirit that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The Holy Spirit in us causes us to speak in tongues and to become witnesses of Jesus Christ. Where the influence of the Holy Spirit uh, what, what is it? Where the influence of the Holy Spirit in us is not strong, people do not speak in tongues and do not evangelize. Oh. Amen. You see, sometimes we resist the work of the Spirit. Amen. You see that sometimes you can resist the, the work of wisdom. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You see, like, for example, how many have said, Minko Scubium? My Jai school. Have you said some before? You've said some before. Uh -huh. So you see that actually what was happening was that you were resisting wisdom. You were resisting wisdom. And if you had succeeded in resisting the wisdom, then you see that maybe you don't have a degree, you don't have masters, you don't have to, because the wisdom. To, when wisdom to go to school was coming, you resisted the wisdom. And you see that in the same way, you can resist the Holy Spirit. Some of you resisted the wisdom to bath. Oh, yes. Yes. Listen to me carefully. You see, the, the Holy Spirit can see that you, you don't, not you, but you, you don't like bathing. So you pray, go and bath. Then you go and stand in the bathroom. You fetch the water. Then you fetch the water. Then you do it like that. Then you see that we can hear that somebody is bathing. But you are standing like this and you are pouring the water there. Then you dress up and come. Have you bathed? I have bathed. Aye. So, you'll be there then. We rather know. Something is smelling here. You see? So, the, the wisdom, the wisdom to keep you clean. You see, what I'm trying to show you is that you can resist the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. You, you can resist.
And when you resist, you see, the Holy Spirit, he influences you. He doesn't force you. Hallelujah. I've not been forced to be a pastor. I've not been forced to be a bishop. I've been influenced by the Holy Spirit to do what I'm doing. You see, if I put down the microphone and I walk out and I go home, probably the Holy Spirit will not hold my neck and bring me back. But he will influence me. What you are doing is not correct. Go back. Go and continue the preaching. Don't behave like that. The Holy Spirit influences you. Amen. So, those of you who are waiting that the Holy Spirit is God, he will hold me by my shirt, pull me and come on. You see, you are not likely to see that way. But you are likely to be influenced. Ah, why do we say your friends are a bad influence? Because they don't force you to do what you are doing. They just influence you to do things. They may influence you to smoke. They may influence you, but, but they can't force you to do it. Are you here with me? Are you here with me? Allow the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit to influence you. How does he do that? You were going to take something from the kitchen you should not take. Brother, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do just whatever. Let, let it go. Let it go. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe somebody insulted you. said that I'm going to slap the person. You felt like you shouldn't slap them. Then you slapped the person. Then his tooth came out. So when they came, even though he wronged you first, now you are in more trouble. Then he said, like, ah, something told me not to slap him. More. You see, that something is the sweet influence of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. I've almost finished preaching. Those who are sleeping, wake up somebody beside you who is sleeping. Amen. The Holy Spirit causes us to speak in tongues and to become witnesses for Jesus Christ. Where the influence of the Holy Spirit in us is not strong, people do not speak in tongues and they do not what? Evangelize. One of the signs that the Holy Spirit has succeeded in influencing you is that you be what? A witness. Amen. So, if you are not witnessing, it means that you've not allowed the Holy Spirit to influence you. Hello? Now, turn to your neighbor. Ask your neighbor, how many souls have you brought to church? Ask your neighbor. What did she say? Is that? Zero. What did he say? He brought one. Okay. Then, where else should we go? Okay, my brother, what did he say? He said what? None. What did he say? None. Hey, what did he say? None. What did he say? Hey, okay, next one. What did he say? Eh? Zero. What did he say? Zero. Hey! <laughs> what did your brother say? What did your brother say? Zero. Hey! How many have noticed that the zeros are plenty in the church, pa? 
turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I think you should allow the Holy Spirit to influence you. Amen. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. I've almost finished preaching. It says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, etc. Now, when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you'll be a witness for Jesus. I said, you'll be what? You'll be what? So, you see that you've not allowed the Holy Spirit to influence you. But that, that, that thing is stopping today. How many believe it's stopping today? You see, when you come to church with one person, you can say, Holy Spirit, thank you. You've influenced me this week. What do you think? How, how many can do that? Yeah. How, how many want to say that the Holy Spirit is influencing me? Yeah. He said... And ye shall receive power. It means dunamis. That's the whole message I'm preaching one time. But he said, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses unto me. So, when you are a Christian and you are not a wisdom, a, a, a witness, that Jesus, I'm born again. Jesus has saved me and you need to be born again. Jesus has saved me from hell. And you see, my life is changed. You too, your life can change. Give your life. If you are not doing that, you are not a witness. And you've not allowed the Holy Spirit to influence you. So you see, as we are going around, it looks like the influence of the Holy Spirit on the church members is... What do you think? Somebody say, I'm changing. Somebody say, I'm changing. Somebody say, Holy Spirit, I'm changing. Yeah. On the other hand, I remember some months ago, we had some people who were struggling to be witnesses. You were there. Then, do you know what I told them? I told the group that the reason why you are not able to be a witness is because you lack what? Anointing. You lack the spirit upon. Because ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost. It's come upon you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So I prayed for this group. May you receive anointing. This was a Tuesday. Was it a Tuesday or a Sunday? It was a Tuesday night. Now, the Sunday before, they brought was 60 people. They brought 60 people the Sunday before. But after they were anointed with oil upon their heads, do you know how many people they brought the next Sunday? 160. So they moved. Yeah. They moved from what? 60 to 160. Something like that. I don't remember the real thing. But they moved to 160. And all we told them was that you lack anointing. So ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses. As we are speaking, as at last week or last two weeks, this same group who are now under the influence of the Holy Spirit, they brought over 270 people to this church. Yes. 
No, what I'm saying is it true? If it's not true, t- tell me it's not true. With data, we have pink sheets. You know pink sheets. We have pink sheets to back what we are saying. Yeah. That's last Sunday, 261. Yeah. So the, the, the group that didn't have oil and they were trying to be witness, it wasn't working. Now, with oil, with oil, now they bring over 200. They bring over 200. They are the witnesses. And I want to tell you, church, all of us, the whole church, we must all be witnesses. I said we must all be witnesses. I don't remember the number of crusades we've held this year. In different places. The number of outreaches. I can't count. I don't remember. Because we are trying to be witnesses. The Holy Spirit is influencing us. I remember some time in my life. I was so discouraged that I stopped having crusades. But there was something in me that said, Hey, Charlie, are you sure of what you are doing? You really want to stop having crusades? I said, hey, I, I, I became afraid. And then I had to start again. Because something was influencing me that, hey, you cannot stop being a witness. You cannot stop being a witness. And I'm telling you, as you are listening to me today, there must be something in you that is telling you that you cannot stop being a witness. I'm telling you. You, you may call yourself a pope, whatever you call yourself. You see, if you are not a witness, I doubt the anointing that is on you. Yeah. In the first service, I was saying that, ah, if you are a pastor and I have to fight with you to have a crusade, if I have to fight with you to organize an outreach, what spirit is on you? What spirit is on you? Hey. We need a special meeting before a pastor will hold a crusade. We, we need a special meeting. We need a special, a special hot meeting. It's, it's like, what is in you? What is influencing you? What, what special meeting am I having before I'm having crusades? What, what special meeting am I having before I organize people for outreach? What, what special meeting? Think about it. So, like I was saying earlier on, it's because the Holy Spirit is influencing us, but we resist the influence of the Holy Spirit. Much of the Christianity in this world, how it has become, is because many Christians have resisted the influence of the Holy Spirit. I know people, God wants to anoint them. He wants to call them, put oil on their heads. He said, we don't want anointing, we want money. You can go with your anointing. If you have money, you can bring it. But anointing, I don't want, you can go with it. I know people practically right now, I can mention names. They will choose money. Over the anointing. Yeah. We shall see how it went. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay. The Holy Spirit with us. That's the last one. The Holy Spirit with us is what we call the presence of God or God with us. That God would be with us wherever we go and in whatever we do. It is what we call the presence of God. John 14, 17. And even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, 
for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. This is the oldest relationship that the Holy Spirit has had with human beings. All through the Old Testament, it was the presence of the Holy Spirit that gave victory to the Israelites. And that is what we read from Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 17, that the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. Hallelujah. May the Lord be with you. I said, may the Lord be with you. May the Lord be upon you. May the Lord be upon you. Each and every person here, may the Lord be upon you. And may the Lord be with you. And may the Lord be in you. In the name of Jesus, stand to your feet. You want to pray one more time for the presence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Begin to pray somebody. Begin to pray somebody. Oh Jesus, we thank you. And we give you glory. In Jesus' name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, you may be here today, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. If you are here like that today, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. It means if you die today, it's not likely you will go to heaven. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you for the various miracles. You should come. We thank you for the various miracles that you have given us. We thank you for the various healings that you have given us, oh God. We are so grateful to you. We thank you for your power that is moving in our midst. And Lord, by that same power, I pray that financial breakthroughs will come to every home. Lord, let financial breakthroughs come to every home in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you glory. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I surrender my life to you. Please write my name in the book of life. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Forgive me all my sins. Lord, I want to be your child from today. Lord, I receive you. Be my savior from today. I will serve you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Sir, what's your name? Daniel Aj. All right, Daniel Aj. This is a gift from Bishop Dagwood Mills. How to be born again and avoid hell. It's a gift to you. You see this, our gentleman. He will talk to you when you come back. God bless you, sir. Put your hands together for the Lord. God bless you for listening to this anointed message. It was great having you. And we believe you have been blessed and uplifted by this powerful word. Subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages regularly. God richly bless you.